Harper Audio presents A Raisin in the Sun by Lorraine Hansberry. Dramatically brought to life by actors who played in the landmark Broadway production in 1959. Come on now, boys, 7.30. Mm. I say, hurry up, Travis. Yeah. You ain't the only person in the world got to use bathroom. Get on in that before the Johnsons beat you to it. Well, please. Mm. It's after 7.30. Let me see you do some waking up in there now. You better get up from there, man. It's after 7.30, I tell you.
and now he's grossing a hundred thousand a year. A hundred thousand dollars a year. You still call him a lot of money? Oh, Walter Lee. You're tired, ain't you? Mm-hmm. Tired of everything. Me, the boy, the way we live, this beat up whole everything, ain't you? So tired. Moaning and groaning all the time. But you wouldn't do nothing to hell, would you? You couldn't be on my side that long for nothing, could you? Walter, please, a leave man, me alone. A man leaves for a woman to back him up. Walter! Mama would listen to you. You know she'll listen to you once you do me and Benny. She thinks more of you. All you got to do is just sit down with her. When you're drinking your coffee one morning, talking about things like you do. And you just oh. sip your coffee, see? And say easy like that. You've been thinking about that deal Walter Lee is so interested in. Like the store and all. And you sip some more coffee. Like what you were saying ain't really that important to you. And the next thing you know, she be listening good. Asking your questions. And when I come home, I can tell her the details. But this ain't no fly-by-night proposition, baby. I mean, we figured it out. Me and Willie and Bobo. Bobo? Yeah, yeah. You see, this little liquor store we got in mind cost 75000 and we figured the initial investment on the place to be by 30000 see? Now, that's, that'd be 10000 each. Of course, there's a couple of hundred you got to pay so you don't spend your life just waiting for them clowns to let your license get approved. You mean graft? Don't call it that. You see that? That just goes to show what women understand about the world. Baby, don't nothing happen for you in this world. Let you pay somebody off. Walter, leave me alone. <laughs> Eat your eggs. They're going to be cold. That's it. There you are. Man said, his woman, I got me a dream. His woman said, eat your eggs, they're going to be cold. Man said, I got to take a hold of this here world, baby. The woman said, eat your eggs and go to work. Man said, I got to change my life. I'm choking to death, baby. And his woman said, your eggs is getting cold. Well, that, that ain't none of our money. This morning, I'm looking in the mirror and I'm thinking about it. I'm 35 years old and I've been married 11 years. And I got a boy who sleeps in the living room. And all I got to give him is stories about how rich white people live. Eat your eggs. Damn them eggs! Damn all the eggs that ever was! Then go to work! Please! I'm trying to talk to you about myself. And all you can say is eat them damn eggs and go to work. Uh, you never say nothing new. I listen to you every day, every night, and every morning, and you never say nothing new. So you would rather be Mr. Arnold and be a chauffeur. So I, I would rather be living in Buckingham Palace. That is just what is wrong with the colored woman in this world. Don't understand about building their men up, making them feel like they're somebody, that they can do something. There are colored men who do things. No thanks to the colored woman. Well, being a colored woman, I guess I can't help myself none. We are one group of men tied to a race of women with small minds. HarperCollins is the copyright owner of this recording. HarperCollins has consented to a limited distribution of Harper Audio as an 8 kilohertz computer sound file on Internet Town Hall. It is a violation of United States and international copyright law to copy these recordings in any other way. Harper Audio is a trademark of HarperCollins Publishers, Inc. To order a copy of this tape or to request a catalog of all Harper Audio spoken word cassettes, 
please call 1-800-C-HARPER or 717-941-1214 or send mail to harper at town.hall.org. This has been a production of the Internet Multicasting Service. Support for Harper Audio has been provided by HarperCollins and by Sun Microsystems and O'Reilly and Associates. Network connectivity provided by UUNet Technologies and by MFS Datanet. Harper Audio presents A Raisin in the Sun by Lorraine Hansberry. Dramatically brought to life by actors who played in the landmark Broadway production in 1959. Mom, something's happened between Walter and me. I don't know what it is, but but he needs something. Something I, I can't give him anymore. He needs this chance, Lena. But liquor, honey. Well, like Walter said, I expect people are going to be always drinking themselves some liquor. Well, now, whether they drink it or not, ain't none of my business. But whether I goes into business selling it to them is, and I do not want that on my ledger this late in life. Ruth Younger, what's the matter with you today? You, you look like you could fall over right there. I'm tired. Well, then you better stay home from work today. No, I can't stay home. She'd be calling up the agency and screaming at him. My girl didn't come in today. Send me somebody. My girl didn't come in. Oh, she just had a fit. Well, let her have it. I'll just call up and say you got the flu. <laughs> oh, why the flu? Well, because it sounds respectable to them. Something white folks get, too. They know about the flu. Otherwise, they think you've been cut up or something when you tell them you're sick. Oh, I got to go in. We need the money. Oh, have mercy. Somebody would have thought my children and all but starve to death the way they talk about money here late. Child, we got a great big old check coming tomorrow. Now, that's your money. It ain't got nothing to do with me. We all feel like that. Walter and Benny and me, even Travis. $10,000. Sure is wonderful. $10,000. You know what you should do, Miss Lena? Hmm? You should take yourself a trip somewhere. Europe or South America or someplace. Oh. How serious? Just pack up and leave. Go on away and enjoy yourself some. Forget about the family and just have yourself a ball for once in your life. Well, you sound like I'm just about ready to die. Well, who go with me? I would I look like wandering all around Europe by myself? <laughs> These here rich white women do it all the time. They don't think nothing of packing up their suitcases and piling on one of them big steamships and swoosh, they gone, child. Well, something always told me I was no rich white woman. Well, what are you going to do with it then? Well, now I, I ain't rightly decided. Some of it's got to be put away for Benita and her schooling, and ain't nothing going to touch that part of it, not nothing. Of course, now I'm thinking that uh, we maybe could meet the notes on a little old two-story somewhere. With a yard where Travis could play in the summertime. If we use part of the insurance money for a down payment and everybody kind of kind of pitch in, like I could maybe take on a little day work again a few days a week. Well, Lord knows we put enough rent in for this here rat trap to pay for four houses by now. Rat trap? <laughs> yes, that's all it is. <laughs> Oh, Lord. 
But I remember just as well the day me and Big Walter moved in here. We hadn't been married for two weeks, and we wasn't planning on living here no more than a year. We was going to set away little by little, don't you know, and buy us a little old place out in Morgan Park. We even picked out the house. <laughs> Looks right dumpy today, but... Oh, child, you should have known all them dreams I had about buying that house and then fixing it up and making me a little garden out and back. Yeah, didn't none of it happen. Yes. Life can be a barrel of disappointment sometimes. Honey, Big Walter would come in here some nights back then and he'd slump down there on that there couch there. And he'd look at that rug and he'd look at me. And he'd look at that rug and he'd look back up at me. And I knew he was down then, really down. And then, Lord, when I, when I lost that baby, little Claude, I almost thought I was going to lose Big Walter to all that man. He just grieved himself so. Lord, he was one man to love his children. Nothing can tear at you like losing your baby. I guess that's how come that man finally worked himself to death like he done, like he was... Fighting his own war with this here world that took his baby from him. He sure was a fine man, all right. I always liked Mr. Younger. Crazy about his children. Most God knows there was nothing wrong with Walter Younger. Hard-headed, mean, kind of wild with women. Plenty wrong with him. Oh, but he sure loved his children. Always wanted them to have something, you know, and then to be something. That's where brother gets all the notions from, I reckon. Big Walter used to say, you know, and, 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 and he'd get right kind of wet in the eyes sometimes, you know, Ruth? And, and he'd lean his head back with the water standing in his eyes, and he'd say, Seemed like God didn't see fit to give the black man nothing but dreams, but he did give us children to make them dreams seem worthwhile. <laughs> he could talk like that, don't you know? Yes, he sure could. He was a good man, Mr. Young. Yes. Fine man. Just couldn't ever catch up with his dreams, that's all. Walter Lee, what is the matter with you? Matter with me? Ain't nothing the matter with me. Yes, there is. There's something that's eating you up like a crazy man. Something more than me not giving you this money. The past few years, I, I've been watching it happen to you. You get all nervous, I can, and, and kind of wild in the eyes. I'm talking to you, and I said, sit there. Mama, I don't need no nagging at me today. Seems like you, you get into a place where you're always tied up in some kind of knot or something. But if anybody asks you about it, you just yell at them and bust out of the house somewhere and go out and get drunk. Walter Lee people cannot live with that. Ruth is a good, patient girl in her way, but you are getting to be too much. Now, boy, don't you make the mistake of driving that girl away from you. Why? What'd she ever do for me? She loves you. Mama, now look, I gotta go out. I wanna be off by myself for a while. Oh, son, I'm sorry about your liquor store. But it just won't a thing for us to do. Now, now that's what I wanted to talk to you about. I got to go out, Mama. It's dangerous, son. What's dangerous? When a man goes outside his home to look for peace. Then why can't there be no peace in this house, then? You done found it in some other house? No! There ain't no other woman. Why do women always think there's a woman somewhere when a man gets restless? Mama, Mama, I want so many things. Yes, son. I want so many things that 
they're driving me kind of crazy. Now, Mama, Mama, look at me. I'm looking at you, and you're a good-looking boy. Son, you got a job, a nice wife, a fine boy. A job? And... Mama, a job? I open and close car doors all day long. I drive a man around in his limousine, and I say, yes, sir, no, sir, very good, sir. Shall I take the drive, sir? Mama, that ain't no kind of a job. That ain't nothing at all. Mama, I don't know if I can make you understand. Understand what, baby? But sometimes, sometimes it's like I can see the future stretched out in front of me. Just as plain as day. The future, Mama, my future, hanging over there at the edge of my day, just waiting for me. A big, looming, blank space full of nothing, just waiting for me. Mama, sometimes when I'm downtown, and I pass them cool, quiet-looking restaurants, yeah. where them white boys are sitting back, talking about things, sitting there turning deals worth millions of dollars, sometimes I see guys don't look much older than me. Son, how come you talk so much about money? Because it is life, Mama. Oh. So now it's life. Money is life. Once upon a time, freedom used to be life. But now it's money. No. Oh, I guess the world really do change. Mama, it always was money. We just didn't know it. No, 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 no. Something's changed. Mm -mm. You're something new, boy. In my time, we was worried about not being lynched and, and getting to the north if we could and how to stay alive and still have a pinch of dignity, too. Now, here come you and Benita talking about things we ain't never even thought about, hardly me and your daddy. You ain't satisfied or proud of nothing we done. I mean that you had a home and that we kept you out of trouble till you was grown and that you don't have to ride to work on the back of nobody's streetcar. Oh, you're my children, but how different we've done become. You just don't understand, Mom. HarperCollins is the copyright owner of this recording. HarperCollins has consented to a limited distribution of Harper Audio as an 8 kilohertz computer sound file on Internet Town Hall. It is a violation of United States and international copyright law to copy these recordings in any other way. Harper Audio is a trademark of HarperCollins Publishers, Inc. To order a copy of this tape or to request a catalog of all Harper Audio spoken word cassettes, please call 1-800-C-HARPER or 717-941-1214 or send mail to harper at town.hall.org. This has been a production of the Internet Multicasting Service. Support for Harper Audio has been provided by HarperCollins and by Sun Microsystems and O'Reilly & Associates. Network connectivity provided by UUNet Technologies and by MFS Datanet. Harper Audio presents A Raisin in the Sun by Lorraine Hansberry, dramatically brought to life by actors who played in the landmark Broadway production in 1959. Mama, where have you been all day? Where's Travis? Well, I, I, I let him go out early and he ain't come back yet. Boy, is he gonna get it! Mama! Yes, son? Where did you go this afternoon? I went downtown to tend to some business I had to tend to. What kind of business? Now, you know better than to question me like a child, brother. Where were you, Mama? Mama, 
You didn't go and do something with that insurance money, something crazy. Travis! Mama, I... Mama, I nothing. You're going to get it, boy. Get on in that bedroom and get yourself ready. But I... Why what? don't you never let the child explain itself? Keep out of it now, Lena. A thousand times I have told you not to go off like that. Well, at least let me tell him something. I want him to be the first to hear. Come here, Travis. Come here, son. And you know that money that we got in the mail this morning? Hmm? Yes, Well, what do you think your grandmama's done gone and done with that money? Hmm? I don't know, grandmama. Well, she went out and she bought you a house. You glad about the house? It's going to be yours when you get to be a man. Yeah. I always wanted to live in a house. All right, then. Give me some sugar. Hmm? Come on. <laughs> oh. Now, when you say your prayers tonight, you thank God and your granddaddy, because it was him who gave you the house in his way. Now, you get on out of here, Travis, and get ready for your beating. Oh, Mama. Get on in there now. So you went and did it. Yes, I did. Praise God. Please, honey, let me be glad. You be glad, too. Oh, what a home. A home. Well, well, where is it? How big is it? How much it going to cost? Well, when we move the first of the month. Oh, praise God. It's... It's a nice house, too. It's three bedrooms. Nice, nice big one for, for you and Ruth. Of course, me and Benita still have to share our own room, but, but Travis will have one of his own. And and I figure if, if the new baby is a boy, we could get one of them, them, uh, them double-decker <laughs> outfits, don't you know? And, and Ruth... There's, there's a yard with, with a little patch of dirt where I could maybe get to grow me a few flowers. Oh. And, 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 and it's got a nice oh. big basement. Walter, honey, be glad. Of course, now, I, I, I don't want to make it sound fancy, and it is. It's, it's just a plain little old house, but it's made good and solid. And it'll be ours. Walter Lee... It makes a difference to a man when he can walk on floors that belong to him. Walter, that was Mrs. Arnold. Was it? She said if you don't come in tomorrow, they're going to get a new man. Ain't that sad? Ain't that crying sad? She said Mr. Arnold had to take a cab for three days. <laughs> well, you ain't been to work for three days. Where you been, Walter Lee Young? You're going to lose your job. That's right. Oh, Walter. And with your mother working like a dog every day. I... That's sad, too. Everything is sad. What have you been doing for these three days, son? Mama, you don't know all the things a man, what got leisure, can find to do in this city. What's this? Friday night, huh? Yeah, well, Wednesday... I borrowed Willie Harris's car, and I went for a drive. There's me and myself, and I drove and drove way out, way past South Chicago. And I parked the car, and I sat, and I looked at the steel mills all day long. I just sat and looked at the steel mills 
at them big black chimneys for hours. And then I drove back and went over to the green hat. And Thursday, Thursday I borrowed the car again. And I got in and, and I pointed it the other way. And I drove it the other way for hours, way, way up in, in Wisconsin. And I looked at the farms. I just drove and looked at the farms. And then I drove back and I went to the green hat. And today, but today, I didn't get the car. Today, I just walked all over the south side. And I looked at the Negroes, and they looked at me. Finally, finally, I just sat down on the curb at 39th and South Parkway, and I just sat there and watched the Negroes go by. And then I went to the green hat.
any penny that comes out of it or that goes into it is for you to look at. For you to decide. That ain't much. But it's all I got in the world and I'm putting it in your hands. And I'm telling you to be the head of this family from now on like you're supposed to be. You trust me like that, Mama? I ain't never stopped trusting you. Just like I ain't never stopped loving you. HarperCollins is the copyright owner of this recording. HarperCollins has consented to a limited distribution of Harper Audio as an 8 kilohertz computer sound file on Internet Town Hall. It is a violation of United States and international copyright law to copy these recordings in any other way. Harper Audio is a trademark of HarperCollins Publishers, Inc. To order a copy of this tape or to request a catalog of all Harper Audio spoken word cassettes, please call 1-800-C-HARPER or 717-941-1214 or send mail to harper at town.hall.org. This has been a production of the Internet Multicasting Service. Support for Harper Audio has been provided by HarperCollins and by Sun Microsystems and O'Reilly and & Associates. Network connectivity provided by UUNet Technologies and by MFS DataNet. Harper Audio presents A Raisin in the Sun by Lorraine Hansberry. Dramatically brought to life by actors who played in the landmark Broadway production in 1959.
trying to tell you, Walter. Well, then tell me, God damn it. What's the matter with you? Man, I didn't go to no Springfield yesterday. Why not? Huh. I didn't have no reason to. Man, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the fact that when I got to the train station yesterday morning, 8 o'clock, like we planned, man, William didn't ever show up. But why? Where was he? Where is he? That's what I'm trying to tell you. I don't know. I waited six hours. I called his house, and I waited six hours. I waited at that train station six hours. That was all the extra money I had in the world. Willie is gone. Gone? What do you mean, Willie is gone? Gone where? You mean he went by himself, huh? You, you, you mean he went off to Springfield by himself to take care of getting a license, right? Well, you mean, well, maybe he didn't want too many people in on the business down there. Ruth, you, you know that Willie got his own ways. Now, well, all right, then maybe you were late yesterday and he just went on down there without you. Well, maybe... Maybe he's calling your house right now to tell you what happened or something. Well, maybe, 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 maybe he's sick. Now he's somewhere. Now he's got to be somewhere. And we just got to find him. Now you and me, we have got to find him. We got to. What's the matter with you, Walter? Well, a cat take out with your money, he don't leave you no mess. Willie, 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 don't do it. Willie, Willie, please don't do that, man. Oh, no, man, not with that money. Man, please, oh, God, don't let it be true. Man, Willie, I, I trusted you. Oh, man, I put my life in your hands. Man, that money is made out of my father's flesh. Well, I was sleeping in my bed in there. Things were happening in this world that directly concerned me. And nobody asked me. Nobody consulted me. They just went out and they did things and they changed my life. Don't you see that there isn't any real progress, Asagai? There's only one large circle that we march in, around and around. Each of us now with our own little picture in front of us, our own little mirage that we think is the future. That is a mistake. What? What you've just said about the circle. It isn't a circle. It's simply a long line as in geometry, you know, one that reaches into infinity and because we cannot see the end, we also cannot see how it changes. It's very odd, but those who see the changes are called idealists. And those who cannot or refuse to think they are the realists, it is very strange and amusing too, I think. You're almost religious. Yes. I think I have the religion of doing what is necessary in the world, and I worship man because he is so mild. Man is foul, and the human race deserves its misery. You see, you have become the religious one in the old sense already, and after such a small defeat, you are already worshipping despair. From now on, I worship the truth, and the truth is that people are puny, small, selfish. Truth! Why is it that you despairing ones always think that only you have the truth? 
I never thought I'd see you like that. You, your brother made a stupid childish mistake and you are grateful to him so that now you can give up the ailing human race on account of it. You talk about what good is struggle, what good is anything. Where are we all going and why are we bothering? Yes, and you cannot answer it. All your talk and your dreams about Africa and independence, independence and then what? What about all the crooks and the petty thieves and the just plain idiots who will come into power to steal and plunder the same as before? Only now they will be black and they'll do it in the name of a new independence. What about that? You cannot answer that. I leave the answer. In my village, at home it is the exceptional man who can even read a newspaper or whoever sees a book at all. I will go home and much of what I will have to say will seem strange to the people of my village. But I will teach and work and things will happen slowly and swiftly. At times it will seem that nothing changes at all and then again the sudden dramatic events which make history leap into the future. And then quiet again. Retrogression even. Guns, murder, revolution. And I even will have moments when I wonder if the quiet was not better than all the death and hatred. But I will look about my village of illiteracy and disease and ignorance and I will not wonder long. And perhaps, perhaps I will be a great man. I mean, perhaps I will hold on to the substance of truth and find my way always with the right cause. And perhaps for it I will be butchered in my bed some night by the servants of empire. The or perhaps I shall live to be a very old man, respected and esteemed in my new nation, and perhaps I shall hold office. And this is what I'm trying to tell you, Elio. Perhaps the things I believe now for my country will be wrong and outmoded and I will not understand and do terrible things to have things my way or merely to keep my power. Don't you see that there will be young men and women, not British soldiers then, but my own black countrymen to step out of the shadows some evening and slit my then useless throat? Don't you see they've always been there, that they always will be, and that such a thing as my own death will be in advance? They who might kill me even actually replenish me. Oh, Asagai, I know all of that. Good. Then stop moaning and groaning and tell me what you plan to do. Do? I have a bit of a suggestion. What? That when it is all over, that you come home with me. Oh, Asagai, at this moment you decide to be romantic. My dear young creature of the new world, I do not mean across the city. I mean across the ocean. Home to Africa. HarperCollins is the copyright owner of this recording. HarperCollins has consented to a limited distribution of Harper Audio as an 8 kilohertz computer sound file on Internet Town Hall. It is a violation of United States and international copyright law to copy these recordings in any other way. Harper Audio is a trademark of HarperCollins Publishers, Inc. To order a copy of this tape or to request a catalog of all Harper Audio spoken word cassettes, please call 1-800-C-HARPER or 717-941-1214 or send mail to harper at town.hall.org. This has been a production of the Internet Multicasting Service. Support for Harper Audio has been provided by HarperCollins and by Sun Microsystems and O'Reilly and & Associates. Network connectivity provided by UU Net Technologies and by MFS DataNet.